We're live. In five, four, hey. three, hey. two. Hey. Scudder, my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy. Hey. It's session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kick We need that correction. Yeah. Talk mouth. Yeah. We flexing. Yeah. How many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We trying to get that yeah. winning record. Yeah. Fantasy. Yeah. yeah. What up, though? Where it is, company is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy and Session, the podcast. Today is August the 2nd, and the boys are back. As always, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on Apple Music, Spotify Music. Uh, not music. I did it again. The Doing the got bars, bro. Like, I, let me try to tell you. Like, this is crazy. Motherfuckers don't want to, motherfuckers don't want to hear us, though. Drop bombs. Bombs. <laughs> Well, but go, Here we go. Uh, subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast and leave a star, some reviews, you know, some comments. You know what I'm saying? Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend where you heard us at. Uh, anybody else got anything else to say? How y'all feeling today, boys? Feeling yeah. good, man. You know, sports done started back, bro. Just been watching basketball all weekend and shit. It's just right. dope, bro. It's kind of weird watching them play with no fans in the stand, but, and, you know, kind of anticipate how, how football. Yeah, no, I'm trying to anticipate how they're going to do football, but uh, it's just dope, man. At least we got sports back, bro. For sure. As always, we want to take time to acknowledge the fallen uh, black kings and queens uh, due to police brutality. Uh, and Breonna Taylor's murderers are still on the loose and at large. So if you see them, make sure you report those guys, the murderers. Uh, we want to say rest in peace and give our um, eight-second moment of silence to them. And we back. Uh-huh. Show for show. So uh, on the last episode we did, what was that, 12 through 20, 25? Uh, 11 through 20. 20 through 11. 20 through 11. In reverse order. For sure. On this episode, we're doing one through ten, and we're going to give y'all a mock draft for the first ever session takeover um, with the current formats, and we're going to get into the formats once we get to that part of the episode. Yeah, that'll be uh, next. What's that? The mock draft will be a separate episode. No, nah, it's on this one. No, it's on this one. We can tell who t- paid attention in pre-production. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> without further ado, let's get into a little bit of the news since last time we were here. Time for my day with news you absolutely cannot use. <laughs> uh, Garner Minshew is put on the COVID list uh, along with uh, Matt Stafford. How y'all feel about that? Still feel this is early. Still yeah, the, the same same I felt last time, bro. Like the, the the I mean, I don't want them to get it, but if they gonna get it, might as well get it now and get it out the way. And as long as they don't say the three letters, O P T. Then you're good to go. Go what? What's OPT? Huh? Opt out? As long as they're not, they don't say they opt out or anything. I mean, it's still like. Yeah, and then we don't. We also don't know if he actually has it too. Like you know, they just they put anybody on the COVID list that's been around anybody that has COVID, or you know, if they do have COVID. So we just we don't know yet. Uh, uh, not Garner Mitchell. I already said that. T. Y. Hilton opened camp on the active non-football injury list uh, because of a mild hamstring injury suffered while training. Yeah. But that he should. Sources say he should be fine. How do y'all feel about that? I definitely need to get that hamstring. Over thirty, it's gonna be there all season. Yeah, I mean, he already coming off of the last year with the quad injuries and all that. I don't know, man. This definitely got to drop him down for me. 
Uh, let's see. What else do we have? I don't think it was much news since the last time. Nah, nothing major. Yeah, I think that's about it. Everything else is just news you can't use, like Javar said. Um, hey, man, without further ado, we can just go ahead and get into the episode. We're going to go 10 through 1, starting from 10, starting counting down from 10. Is that how you said? That yeah, that'll, that'll anyway. work. That'll work. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to hear uh, the rest of the rankings, 20 through 11, to go listen to the episode previous to this with my boy Laquan. It's a classic. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, consensus number 10, we have at 15, Lowe's has him. At 10, Jabbar has him. And at 10, I also have him. His name is Adam Thielen from the Minnesota Vikings. Adam Thielen! How do you feel about Mr. Skull, Lowe's? All right, so he's going um, ADP is uh, 302 right now. He's going um, as the 10th wide receiver off the board. So we have him right in line with ADP. Um, if you remember last year, he had an injury-filled year. He only had uh, 47 targets, 30 receptions. 418 yards, five touchdowns. Um, but the thing is, this year, um, as you all know, Stefan Diggs was shipped to Buffalo. So I think Adam Thielen is in a prime position to get peppered with targets. Um, they have a rookie receiver there who I like a lot, but he is a rookie and they have no offseason training. So I just think that's going to, you know, force more targets to Adam Thielen. And um, so if he can stay healthy, man, I definitely uh, can see him finishing as a wide receiver one. I definitely think, I think he might be one of the more locked in at wide receiver ones, you know what I'm saying, just because of the lack of pass catchers out there or reliable, not reliable, not to say that Justin Jefferson won't be reliable, but somebody that Kirk Cousin actually knows, you know what I'm saying? And we already exactly. know that Kirk Cousin loves Adam Thielen in the first place, so this is not going to do nothing but make him uh, push the love more toward him. Who do you, else do you see in that offense getting a little, um, getting the shine, though, besides the album? I'm kind of thinking. Um, I can see. Go I got, ahead. I got a feeling tight end gonna come through. Irv Smith, Gamma, or um, dang, what's his name? Irv Smith. Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I think I think Kyle Rudolph gonna get a lot, a lot, a lot more targets this year. I just it just only seems right, especially with the rookie other rookie wide receiver coming in, not gonna be able to work with um, to work with Cousins. So uh, I think one of those tight ends gonna come through. Question mark. Either that or they're going to run the ball a lot. I mean, they're going to get the last little bit of Dalvin Cook they can get. I will say, though, like, um, we still don't know if he's going to move back to the slot. Cause remember last year they had him playing more outside receiver. But Justin Jefferson, the guy that just drafted, like, thrived as the, in a slot role at LSU last year. So I just thrived was the number one wide receiver. Exactly. So, like, it's, it's we just, we don't know how they're going to line these guys up. I would like to see Adam dealing in the slot, but, you know, just got to wait and see on that part. But, yeah, Cooks and Thielen are the safe in this offense. Stay away from Cousins if you can. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cousins kind of came through in the clutch last in the last year at, toward the end, though. Yeah, they just like to run so much, you know. As a, as a, I'm, Q, I'm cool with them as a QB, too, yeah, like in sure. the Superflex League. Every league should be Superflex at this point, bro. Facts. I don't even want to play in like one quarterback leagues anymore. That's almost playing. That's almost like playing in leagues with kickers at this point. Not not to that extreme, but it's getting there. Yeah, right. Let's you know people are still running standard leagues. Oh yeah, you got your dinosaurs out there, but for the most part, it does seem like we're transitioning into that superflex era. They're not going anywhere. They're not stink at all. Coming in at number nine, Los has them at number nine. Javar has them at eleven, and I have them at eleven. Is uh Chicago Bear? It's probably going to be the highest rank. Chicago Bear um, anywhere. Uh, Allen Robinson. I think he's the most quietly kept wide receiver one of last year. Nobody really talks about him. He doesn't get a lot of the shine. That could be because his quarterback is Mitch Trubisky slash Nick Foles. And he has a QB, uh, what's his name? Matt Nagy. Not, not QB, but offensive coach, Matt Nagy. But if y'all remember just two years ago, Matt Nagy was the thing that we were like raving for. You know what I mean? 
and he had mm-hmm. Montgomery coming in. It was just going to be this new explosive offense. Mitch Trubisky is the number one overall pick, whether, whether we like him or not. And we were looking forward to him being like, he, he was one of those sneaky QB2s that we were talking about last year. So do you think that they can have a bounce back uh, offensive year? Yeah, I do. And I, I, I'm expecting Nick Foles to win that starting job. Let me just say that. And which will be a plus for Allen Robinson, who still thrive with his lackluster quarterbacks throughout his whole career. But yeah, man, I think Allen Robinson is one of the most disrespected, underrated receivers that in the league right now, man. Like, did y'all know he was second in targets last year with 153? I didn't know that. I figured, yeah, he, was, like, I figured he was up there, though. Yeah, I didn't know he was second. I knew he was peppered with targets, but like, so he was second in targets. So you know they're going to feed him. They really didn't get nobody else there. Like, they don't have any new weapons on, on offense. So, besides Jimmy Graham, which I don't think is going to command a lot of targets. Um, he was top seven in red zone targets, top six in end zone targets, and third in deep targets. So, he's used everywhere. He's used down the field. He's used in the red zone and in the end zone. And I just think he's going to continue to do what he's been doing. And I think he just might have his best year because Nick Foles is no stud, but he's uh, upgrade over where he's been working with his whole career. So definitely like Allen Robinson here at nine, man. I definitely think that's a safe place. Where does consistency have him at? Like uh, they got him at three ten, and he's calling out as the twelfth receiver off the floor, uh, off the board. So I guess they're kind of catching up, you know. But in, in terms of just being talked about, it just don't seem like Allen Robinson is talked about a lot. It's, cra- it's crazy that you can say like Allen Robinson is one of your sleeper picks up for the year. You know what I'm saying? And he exactly. was a wide receiver one last year. I think I wouldn't mind taking him in a, in the second round. So the fact that you can get him at three ten is is pretty good. What it's if you go like, especially if you go like in redraft, like running back, running back, wide receiver? Yeah, like I wouldn't mind having Allen Robinson as my as my number one wide receiver. Exactly. All right, coming. Anybody else? You got something to say? Yeah, I hit on. Yeah, I hit on a lot of good points. All right, the golden child of I guess one of the golden childs of the session uh, comes in at number eight. We rant and raved about him last year, and people believed in him. He is baby Megatron, uh, Kenny Galladay. Lowe's has him at eight. Jabbar has him at eight. I have him at nine, so we're pretty um, pretty tight on him. So how do y'all feel about Kenny Galladay? Love Kenny G this year, man. Love Kenny G. Um, like, like, like I said, uh, like you said, we were, you know, very high on last year, so it was great to see him come through last year. He was number one in deep targets last year. He has a super high A dot at 16, so you know they're going to take shots with him. He was uh, over two yards per yards uh, yards per route run. Wide receiver one, 37 and a half percent of times. Uh, wide receiver one or two, 56 percent. So you know he's consistent also. And then you know he he finished this high last year without Stafford. You know what I mean? So he got hurt the weeks one through nine when he had Stafford. He was averaging 15. 15- Point two points per game, um, and then weeks ten through seventeen, he was averaging um, eleven point eight. So still good, but that's a four point difference. So Stafford could stay healthy this year, man. And he's the limit. He finished top ten last year. He basically only caught half of his targets. Right? Exactly. He had a, targets only caught six five receptions. So. This was that, throwing him the ball. That's that alone. And well, that's 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 probably right in line with his career catch percentage, though. But it's just the fact that they target him down the field so much. That he can get by with that sixteen point four, like that's top three, I believe, in in ADOT. How do y'all feel about um, Marvin Jones this year? I mean, if he like can Marvin. stay healthy, if it's, it's all about him staying healthy. If he can stay on the field, Marvin Jones is going to be. He's a downfield threat too. He's he's one of those. His numbers aren't too far off from Kenny Galladay's when they're both on the field, or when Matt Stafford on the field. Matt Stafford on the field, I'm buying both. That's fair. Now you can get Marvin Jones for very cheap right now. Definitely. He's he's another one of those disrespected receivers. Coming in at six and seven are both two wide receivers from the same team. I wonder how does the other um how the other analysts got them 
we got them pretty much the same. Chris Godwin at six, Mike Evans at seven in the consensus. Do y'all feel like it's going to, well, clearly we don't feel like it's going to be any separation between the two. We feel like both of them are going to have top 10 years. So do y'all think Tom Brady is going to support two top 10 wide receivers? I, I feel like Mike Evans might get more of the touchdowns and, and uh, Chris Godwin is going to get more of the targets and yards per se. That's how, that's how I think it's going to go down. So is Gronk also going to be a top five tight end? I don't. I don't see Gronk being right. top five because he's going to be naturally. He's going to fall third in line in targets. I know they, that's his homeboy, but Mike Evans and Chris Godwin ain't no spring chicken, bro. They is beast. And he's so. just going to be more of like a red zone third. I don't yeah, see exactly, exactly. From the twenty to the twenty, but the twenty in, yeah. So what you say to the people that say um, Mike Evans is not going to get as many targets because Tom Brady can't throw the ball downfield no more? That's I go back to that um, when Tom Brady first got there. We had that show, and remember I brought up the stat that only 407 of his 1157 yards came from deep targets. So that just goes to show that Mike Evans can be used all around the field. He's a thousand yard receiver every year of his career, so he's gonna find. I feel like Tom Brady is gonna find a way to get a stud receiver like Mike Evans the ball. And bro, it's Bruce Arians that's the coach. Exactly. I feel like um, I feel like we've been waiting to see Tom Brady with quote unquote elite wide receivers. So you know, I've been on my rave about Tom Brady having a, a pea shooter of an arm, and I don't think he can throw the ball deep. But I don't think that affect Mike Evans just because I think Mike Evans is a stud, like we all mentioned. I don't see him taking the dip this year. You know, I don't see him getting as many as as many deep balls per se. But I definitely think that Tom Brady is going to find a way to utilize his studs. All right. Yeah, it seems like these guys going to be back of the first round or early second round. Who are you drafting first between Chris Godwin and Mike Evans? Who are you drafting first? Mike Evans is going at 206 right now. No, no. Chris Godwin's going at 206, and Mike Evans is going at 210. So they're going right around each other. That's tough, man. That's tough. It's a toss-up. Because they finished two and three last year in points per game. So, like, they both are, like, super studs, bro. Like with Jameis Winston throwing, like, for 500 yards a game pretty much, though. Do you think Tom Brady's going to throw for that many yards a game? Awesome. He's not, but he's going to be more efficient, man. I think they're going to he's going to be more efficient quarterback than uh, Jameis Winston. And like I said, that's that's the top two targets. So you know those guys are going to get the majority of the targets, mm. and as they should, man. They're, they're studs, bro. But if I had to choose between the two, man, I would. Oh, that's a, it's a toss up, bro. Whoever I can get later, if I can get a value on one, I would probably go to him. But if I if I had to choose one, I would probably be uh, Evans. Just okay. I feel like his upside is just a little bit more. Like Godwin's more consistent. Evans has that upside, man. They said that Chris Godwin is going to be the the Julian Edelman of the offense, so that's why more people are leaning to Chris Godwin. They said that, but they also said he might play more outside because they might run two tight ends now that they have Gronk and O.J. Howard there. So that's another one where you have to wait, kind of wait and see how they're deployed because I still think Godwin's a beast outside. He's, he's a stud. He could be used anywhere, but I think he's better in the slot. Sure. So that brings us to number five, the Kansas City Chief Tyreek Hill. Los, where you have him at? You have him at four. Jabbar has him at four. I have him at five. So we're pretty close on him. So we're pretty close on all these top, uh, all these top guys because they're pretty much everybody knows they are stud. They are studs. Anything special y'all want to say about Tyreek Hill? Besides, he's just he goes really fast and he plays for one of the best offenses and the best quarterback in the world. Look, yeah, I could, yeah go ahead. Run faster than a race car, and Mahomes can throw farther than he can run. So sign me up for that any day. One plus one is always going to equal two. Y'all know my motto. But just like I wouldn't mind has, having him right there, but I would 
prefer to have him as my wide receiver too. Like, because as much as his upside that that he has, where he does have like that volatility, um, he finished as a wide receiver one forty one percent of the time last year, and he finished as a wide receiver four four or less fifty percent of the time. So he's gonna have those up and down weeks, even with Patrick Mahomes. But like that that upside, he literally has the ability to win you weeks. So I can see why people will want to draft him where he's going. It's because when he, when he does have a big week, he does have a big week. You know, like a, a like a humongous like. A week that'll win you the week, you know what I mean? Exactly. He's scoring like 32 points on a Monday night. If you get Tyreek Hill early, you're still able to get a, another running back, who, another wide receiver later or with your next pick that can be your wide receiver number one. But I feel like True. you take early and then come back and get a Thielen or DJ Moore or a Mark. It's just normally for me, like I like my first round of pick to have a high ceiling and a high floor, and it seems like his floor is just a little bit lower than – you know, some of the other first round picks. Yeah, I can tell. We all know. If 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 you haven't played in the league with love this guy, DeAndre Hopkins. That's usually his Pretty first stupid. To relate back to not uh, a redraft. Not a redraft. To go back to the good brother uh Bob Long, he had um he was ranked fifteenth in uh clutch rate games, but he finished eighth in fantasy. So he finished like with 67 percent of his game was clutch game. So sixty seven percent of the time he was able to win you a game. I mean win you the week. So how I mean I think that's a good but not not for my wide receiver one. I need if I'm gonna if I'm gonna have like somewhere like DeAndre Hopkins or Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams. Or even like I I probably would take like a running back right there over him just because I want that high floor and high ceiling, man. That's but true. I wouldn't like I said, I am not gonna argue anybody that wants to have Tyreek Hill as their first receiver in the first round. But you definitely if you're taking Tyreek Hill as your first wide receiver, you need to go get a, a solid wide receiver, maybe like a DJ Moore. You gotta pair him with somebody that you know is gonna give you a solid floor every week, you know? That's uh going to number four, we got DeAndre Hopkins, Carlos has him at six, Javar at three, I'm at four. Um, so I'm pretty much invested very heavily in DeAndre Hopkins right now. This is like the most, this is probably the player that I have in like, I don't know, for, for some reason in all these startups I had, it like he just fell to me. And him going to a new offense does scare me. I will not say that, but I just think that he's, what, are you looking at me like that? Did I say something wrong? You say I will not say that, but you just said it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> man, he was on the road. So. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> but I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is uh is not relying on the quarterback, but I feel like we've seen him with the, the the sorriest of quarterbacks, and he's not going to a sorry offense. He's by no means. He's going to one of the offense that we expect to be a top five offense. Everybody expects Tyler, uh, Kyler Murray to be a top three, if not top two quarterback, depending on how bullish you are on him. So I think that he can still be up there with one of the top. I don't think he might. He might not be top targeted no more. I don't think he might get that 150, but I still think he might get that 125, 130 uh, ceiling of targets. And I think we all know he doesn't drop many, so I think we can still rely on him. That's that's what it really boiled down to. The targets that he's going to get are going to be efficient because he doesn't drop the ball. I mean, between me and you, Carlos is the one who's more worried about Hopkins moving to the Cardinals because he's coming <laughs> from two to damn six. So what you got? I mean, it's just it's just the uh, I feel like OBJ kind of scared me off a little bit of receivers going to new teams. Um, I, I don't think he's going to have a massive fall off a cliff like o, um, OBJ had last year. But, you know, you have that baked in. And then, like like Gabe said, like uh, DeAndre Hopkins had a 31% target share last year. And I think he, he's had like 30% target shares the previous like two or three years. Yeah. So I don't believe he, uh, he's going to command that much of a target share. He's capable of it. 
but they do have other weapons out there. They have Fitz, they have Larry Fit or uh, Christian Kirk, they have King Al Drinker, they're gonna evolve out the backfield. So I just don't or you didn't finish his name. Larry Fitzgerald was what you wanted to say. I said Fitz. Oh, I, I said Fitz first. I yeah, I said Fitz. It off. I thought you just yeah, yeah, I was I was I was about to say Fitz and then Larry Fitzgerald. So that <laughs> I stopped myself. Oh man, that was disrespectful. Yeah, but with all that said, he's still top six for me. I'm not I mean, I'm not being crazy disrespectful like having Keenan Allen at 25 or anything, but you know, I don't really <laughs> <do that. laughs> I mean, I just feel like when he lacking targets, he's gonna have more opportunities to score. You know what I'm saying? He'll be the big guy because he only had no huge tight end guy there, so he'll be the big guy in the red zone to score with Larry. So that should open things up. So where he lacking targets, he should get more touchdowns. But yeah, that's all the reason I draw. I had him at two, and I just dropped him a little bit. Like, well, all the other players I got above him are going into the same system with the same quarterback, same routine, so they know what the fuck going on. So that's why I dropped him. That was kind of. I hope they use him a little better than um, how they were using him last year. Like he 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 had one of the lowest A dots from these stud receivers. Like his A dot was only ten um, ten point four. You gotta remember they, that. They, that means that they weren't targeting him down the field. And I know it's because their offensive line. Like it was because Deshaun Watson didn't have enough time. But it's still, like Will Fuller was being was being targeted down the field. So I don't understand why they couldn't have Hopkins too. But we'll see. Pull over there playing one on one with somebody there. <laughs> <laughs> better throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah. Devontae Adams, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Lowe's has him as his wide receiver number two. Javar as number five. Me as number three. Javar, why do you have him outside? Of this? <sighs> Who are four wide receivers that are better than Devontae Adams? I mean, the head coach coming in said he want to run the ball a lot, as you've seen last it's year. the head coaches last year. Say it again? It's the same head coaches last year. Well, he going in his second year, but besides my that's not offense. Well, last year he had he had 124 targets in 12 games, so he's he's gonna be he's gonna be fed. I did like other people in front of him, even Tyreek uh, Hopkins. You like Tyreek Hill over Devontae Adams? And it's a lot going. Did you see last year? Like it was a lot going on with that offense. It did not look like a, a regular Green Bay offense. Aaron Rodgers looked off at times. Like the flow just wasn't going. They just kept feeding Aaron Jones. I felt like. I think what you feel to realize is on the red zone. Like before when McCarthy was there, they get in the red zone and throw the ball to Devontae Adams. This year, they got in the red zone and just handed it off. They didn't really throw as much as they used to. When they get in their red zone, they used to at least throw it to Devontae Adams one or two times. Now they just hand it off, it seemed like. I think what people fail to realize is that Green Bay didn't address the wide receiver in the offseason. They didn't ding, 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 ding. They didn't uh uh, get anybody in free agency. Aaron Rodgers just got another quarterback signed in the second round, so he's going to throw the ball a lot. That's why I think people are not um, factoring in. I think I, everybody's um, clamoring on to the Green Bay's going to run, run, run. But we all saw without – if you take away the touchdowns from last year from Aaron Jones, like their running game wasn't that great, you know what I mean? Aaron Jones had big games, but he fell off and his, consistent, his consistency wasn't there. So I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to take over the offense. I feel like we tried it his way last year. You know what I mean? They tried it uh, – I can't even think of his name right now because Jabbar messed me up. But they thought they tried it his way last year. <laughs> they tried it his way last year. But this year, um, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going, is going to be back in uh, prime form and Devontae Adams is going to have another Devontae Adams year. He's going to be back in that top three conversation. But for Devontae Adams to have that year, he has to have the touchdowns, bro. And the years when he's been top ten, he done had – 
double digits touchdowns, whereas last year he only – He was top 10 last year. In points per game, he was top 10. He only played 12 games, so you can't look at the full season, you know. As a points per game basis, he was number six. And he was top 10 in end zone targets. So he was still – when he was on the field, he was getting the end zone targets. But, you know, what it all comes out for me is what Gabe first point is. Like, not only did they not draft a receiver in one of the loaded wide receiver classes of history, one of their receivers who was – People were projecting to be the number two option out there. Devin Funches opted out. So that just, you know, it's going to be more volume coming in Devontae Adams' way, man. Like, it's just volume-based. Uh, he has that connection with Rodgers. He, uh, you know, it ain't no offseason this year. So he already has that chemistry built in. So I think he's just going to, if he, and then if he doesn't get injured like he did last year, like, I think that's why people are kind of like sour on him this year because he only played 12 games. You know, he had that turf toe. But if he has a full season, man, he's just going to continue to do what he's been doing the past few years. All right. So looking at the stats, the last nine games, yeah, I'm about to move Devontae Adams up. From week nine, he had 20, 30, <laughs> 29, 32, 14, 33, 42, and 30. Yeah, bro. Like, he was getting – he averaged double-digit targets a game, I want to say, bro. Like, he was still getting – because last year was the same thing. They didn't have any receivers. Exactly. Adam Lazar came, you know, on as the – you know, down the stretch, but that's still no threat to Devontae, Devontae Adams' targets. There is no threat to his target. Just know that. <laughs> Ten targets a game, bro. Ten targets. That's crazy. I wouldn't. I think I rate them. I I could see him finishing as as a wide receiver number one. I wouldn't be. Surprised. He can definitely. It's, I, well, I don't know. I don't think I can see him finishing. Up. I wouldn't be surprised, but man, I can see him having a Michael number Thomas. one. I can see him having a Michael Thomas year last year because, like, Michael Thomas was the only person that got the ball in the whole offense last year. I can see Devontae Parker being the only person that gets the ball in the offense this year. True. Uh, coming in at number two, the greatest wide receiver that's playing football at this time, uh, number eleven Ooh. for the Falcons, Julio Jones. You know, you know, you you already know what's going on. Falcon great. He can't go no less than top three, so he's got to be two. You know what I'm saying? Me and Jabbar have him at two. Los has him at three. I mean, it's, it's the only thing that I think everybody going to say the same thing about Julio is that he doesn't get the touchdowns. And that's the only thing holding him back from being a, a number one, the number one wide receiver. He's the, the model of consistency, just like Mike Evans with a thousand year, a thousand yards a year. Um, you know what you're going to get from him. <clears throat> he gives you the solid floor and that uh, the potential of the number one wide receiver ceiling without sounding too much like a homer bro. I don't know what else to say. Anybody, anybody that knows me know you can sell me Julio in any league, and I'm pretty much going like buy it on it. These are facts. I sold Julio the game <laughs> at the end of the year for Josh Allen in two seconds. <laughs> in a first in in the uh, Superflex league, um, yeah. there was no first round. Uh, hey, you got to hey, you got to catch him when you can, boy. It was early in the morning too. <laughs> but like you said, for him to not to the struggle in the touchdown department and still finish as high as he does every year. Just goes to show how great Julio really is, man. Just look at the yards. 1394, 1677, 1444, 1409, 1871, 1593. Like, this dude puts up numbers every year. He's a freaking beast. He was third in targets last year, second in yards, um, third in yards per route run. Like, he literally does everything, man. So you know what gross that is? The motto of consistency, bro. You know a gross that about the Falcons offense? What's that? You want to know who led the uh, Falcons wide receiver, Falcons in a wide receivers and end zone targets? Who really? No, Russell. No. Gage. Russell Gage. That's so. That's crazy. Bro. There's no way Julio doesn't go to Matt Ryan and say, "Hey, bro." There's no way Russell Gage should fucking be the number one wide receiver exactly, in the target. But Julio's just the kind of like he should do that. But he's the kind of guy like, bro, anything for the team, bro. 
Like as a fantasy owner, like I'm, I'm wanting to be like, yo, I'm gonna beat your ass if you don't like target me. Bro. But, like, but speaking of speaking of Russell Gage, though, I think he is a sleepy uh sleeper pick this year too. He's sleepy or he's a sleeper pick? Which one? Which one did I say? I said sneaky. I said, said sneaky. I said. Oh, I didn't say you said sleepy. Sneaky sneaker. Sleek. Ah. <laughs> say that five times fast. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's enough said on Julio Jones. You know, the top three really, you ain't really got to say much about these guys. They just getting over 140 targets and they get the yards and sometimes they fall in. I think they're interchangeable just between which one do you like? Right. I should have put Julio first, man. I can't believe we got this. Oh, man, this is disgusting. It's only because Drew Brees doesn't know how to throw to anybody else in the world. And that we all know <clears throat> is the wide receiver we haven't mentioned yet. He's our, all of our number one wide receiver, the consistent number one wide receiver, Michael Thomas. Hey, man, if you're going to get 150 targets a year, what can you say? But he got 180 last year. That's crazy. I made 150 receptions. I mean, 150. Uh, that's what I meant to say. 149. Dude is a monster. Consists his number one. Like, it should be no question about it. First in targets, first in reception, first in yards. He had the most games with over 100 yards. Third in touchdowns, first in yards per route run. He was a wide receiver one or two in 87% of his damn games, bro. 35% target share. Like, bro. <laughs> Just he's number one. It's, that's he's number one. Has to be the set, bro. If you have an opportunity to draft Michael Thomas and he's on your board after the top three running backs have gone off, I would say in a redraft league, of course. It has to be Michael Thomas is your number one wide receiver off the board. Gotta be. Unless you're a Falcon fan, then I understand why you're and, and if you're a Falcon fan. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. Let me tell you. I don't give a damn. Rise up all day, but I'm taking Michael Thomas if you do. Look at my dynasty team for proof. Uh, yeah, I think that brings us to the end of our wide receiver. So let's go back 10, Adam Thielen, number nine, Allen Robinson, eight, Kenny Galladay, seven, Mike Evans, six, Chris Godwin, five, Tyreek Hill, four, DeAndre Hopkins, three, Devontae Adams, number two, Julio Jones, and number one, Michael Thomas. Anybody got anything else to say before we uh, get to what I'm really excited for? This episode, the mock draft, the first mock draft was probably, I don't know if we're going to do another one, but the mock draft for the session takeover tournament, that's, I think it's full right, it's full right now. We're working on it. Yes, sir. We got it. We, we, we're full, man. I filled up quick. They really did. I'm, I'm actually low-key. I don't want to like, I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't know what the fantasy and session supporters are going to do, but I want to see if we can fill two more leagues, man. Uh Oh, two more leagues by Friday. You know what I'm saying? Before the draft starts next week, that'd be crazy. It's all for a good cause, man. You know what I mean? Just if it's in your heart, even if you can't join the league, man, it's a lot of people that couldn't join the league, but they're donating to the charity, and we appreciate that too. There's so much love in the DM. Just like, bro, I appreciate y'all doing this. I pre- you know, bringing this to light and doing it for a good cause. And then the league is just heavily competitive. There's a lot of amateur analysts in here, and it's – some analysts for ESPN, NFL Network. So it's going to be competitive. Competitive will sound like a bring your A game. You're getting two. Um, it's, also going to be, it's also going to be Gabe in there. So um, just remember that. <laughs> I heard that it's like an 11-time champion going to be in there, bro. So, like, that dude, y'all need to watch out for him, bro. He sounds like he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Who? I don't, I don't know. I think it's like Lowe's or something. <laughs> <laughs> But, but facts, though, man, like, this is just proof, further proof that of how awesome the fantasy community is, man. Like, just these people are super supportive, man. Like, it's just it's crazy, bro. Just the love that we've been getting from this is awesome, bro. 
And like we said, we're going on our second year. We told y'all we're going to bring big things. You see what we're doing. We're getting guests on. We're coming with a new fantasy session takeover. The outro, man. We're working hard for all the fans and the fantasy football community. We're here for you guys. And Black Lives Matter. Uh-huh. Uh, but, yeah, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the mop. All right, so as you guys know, this is uh, specially. This isn't, you know, your standard draft. So, um. What we have is uh, passing touchdowns is going to be five points instead of the traditional four. Passing interceptions will be um, negative three. Passing first down, one point, pick six, negative one. And then we have bonuses for 40-yard completion is two, 40-yard, 40-plus-yard touchdown is one, and that goes for running backs and receivers. Um, and, um, the only other thing is uh, receivers, running backs, tight ends get a different bonus for each catch. So for running backs, they get an extra half a point per catch so it's really one point per catch um for receivers they get an extra point so they really get one and a half points per catch and then tight ends are getting 1.5 extra so that makes it two points that they'll get per catch um besides that uh, everything else is the same we're doing quarterback running back running back three receivers tight end two flex and a super flex no kicker band kickers and no defense let's kickers. get it always ban the kickers so let's Let's get it. So to start this off, we're, we are drafting on Sleeper. Of course, that is the platform that the league will – I mean, that the tournament will be held on. Shout out to Sleeper. Um, where are you drafting at, Lowe's? Drafting at number two. What you got, Javar? I'm drafting at uh, number 10. I think I'm drafting at number six. We got our producer, Tonio, in the background. He's drafting at number – what's that, three? Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, let's get it. So um, I'm on the clock. Chris McCaffrey, of course, went first. Um, I think I'm going to switch it up, man. Like, you know how we, we said uh, receivers get an extra point instead of, you know, running backs, they get an extra half a point. So I'm going to go with my guy that we just talked about, Michael Thomas. Since he gets so many freaking targets and so many catches, man, I just think that's unfair. So I'm getting him number at one, two. So I think that is something to mention in this um in this draft in this scoring format setup. I think wide receivers are favored a little bit more. I think um because they are just scored, they just get so many points for um catches. Facts. Anybody agree? Anybody just facts, agree? facts, facts, facts. All right. So Tonio picked Saquon, then Zeke went at four, uh Derek Henry at five. I'm on the board at six. I think I'm going to also go take me a wide receiver at uh, number six, and I'm going to go get Julio. Julio! Julio at six, Dalvin Cook uh, at seven, Alvin Kamara at eight, Joe Mixon at nine, and Javar on the clock at ten. Man, just if we didn't talk about uh, Devontae Adams before this show, I probably would have went Tyree. Damn, that's hard because Tyree Hill going to get the long catches and touchdowns, so he's going to produce a lot of so – Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, but since I'm at 110, I'm going to take Devontae Adams and see if Tyreek rolls around to me. If he doesn't, I might just take a running back or something. So with pick 10, I'm going with Devontae Adams. Hey, Lowe's, did you mention about the bonus points, too, that get scored? Yep. All right, cool, cool. For 40-yard touchdowns and 40-yard completions, and then it, all, it applies for quarterbacks and a uh, pass catcher. So. And so for running backs, they get a for rushes. So I think that gives uh that gives Ty- Tyreek Hill a little bit up and that anything connected to that uh Chiefs offense a little bit more, mm, you know what I'm saying? Facts though. 
after Devontae Adams, it went Nick Chubb at 11, Tyreek Hill at 12, and then in the second pick of the first round, Josh Jacobs. Then the second pick was Miles Sanders. Then I'm on the clock the third pick, and I'm going Patrick Mahomes. It's a two-quarterback league. I can have a top quarterback in the league right now. I like that. That so was spicy. Patrick Mahomes instead of waiting around to, to the third round to see what quarterback fall to me. So after that, uh, DeAndre Hopkins went, then Aaron Jones and Lamar Jackson, then back to me on the clock with my 2-7 pick. Hmm. I think I am going to go here. I'm going to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I'm going to go get Chris Godwin. Mm, I'm surprised you didn't get uh, Travis right there. I don't really care too much about tight ends that early. Even though this is um, a tight end premium league, uh, after me, Austin Eckler went. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going in the second round. Well, this is a different uh, league, so I want to see where he's going at in redraft come season time. But back to our producer, Tonio, at 210. I think he's going to go right there in the second round, especially because people got him as a top eight back. So that's where I'm in the right place right there in the second round. And uh, one QB leads, he's probably going to go in the first round, though. Oh, yeah, for I sure. think. But uh, back on me at 211, Tony went with uh, Mike Evans as with his second round pick. And I think I am going to I think I'm gonna go quarterback, go ahead and get my um my third rank. Well, actually, you know what? What? Yeah, I'm gonna get my quarter, I'm gonna get my third rank quarterback, which is uh Dak Prescott, not Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because I might get Kyler Murray again too. Yeah, so you got Keon Drake, uh George Kittle went. Uh, in the two spots after me, back on the clock at 3-2. And don't like the running backs here. So I'm going to go ahead and get a uh, get my fourth frame quarterback, which is Kyler Murray. Like you said, uh, this is a super flex league. So I'm going to go ahead and lock up two um, stud quarterbacks to pair with my stud receiver. I like how you think. Loving my start so far. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for liking how we think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the producer Tonio went with his first quarterback Russell Wilson off the board. Did I, did I snap you, producer? No, sir. Uh, I, think I, Chris, I think I did. He's lying. Chris Carson at three four. <laughs> Travis Kelsey at three five. So with this big quarterback run going off the board, I want to make sure I get one of the top one of my top five quarterbacks that I got this year, um, DeAndre Watson, because that's the last quarterback I who who that Deshaun, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> That's the last quarterback that I would want this early. All right. Um, after me, Kenny Galladay went. Uh, James Conner went. Leonard Fournette at 3-9. Then Javar back on the clock at 3-10. So, sitting right here, I'm just – I really want to go get my quarterback. I love Josh Allen this year. But I think he should fall – possibly fall back to me. If he doesn't fall back to me, somebody will. So, just sitting here right here. Jeez. Jeez. I'm not really feeling these running backs that much. So I think I'm going to go with Amari Cooper right here. Uh, I think he's going to be, a again, a big play guy for Dak Prescott. And I love people who wide receivers that play with quarterbacks that make a play after the pocket breaks down because the receivers get wide open and get further downfield. So that's more points for us. And so after I took Amari Cooper, next went Le'Veon Bell, Adam Thielen, and then at 4.1 went Todd Gurley, 4.2 went Melvin Gordon. So, of course, I'm not going to go any longer without a quarterback. I'm going to grab my guy Josh Allen right here, and I feel very comfortable with this team. Did we say the whole format? 
with the two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, two flexes. And then we, we know who's now. We said it twice now. Right. <laughs> uh, after after uh, Javar took Josh Allen's The Great White Hope, uh, Mark Ingram went at 4-4 with Cooper Cup at 4-5, A.J. Brown at 4-6, and now me back on the clock at 4-7. Um, all the quarterbacks that I would want right now are gone. So I think I'm going to get my first running back because it's looking pretty gross over here at running back. Um, I'm going to go and get David Montgomery as my running back number one. Mm. Over. Well, you slight me. Ha ha. <clears throat> uh, David Montgomery. Then there were Devin Singletary at four eight. Then Zach Ertz at four nine. Then the producer is on the clock at four ten. Who you got, producer? This is a new thing, all right? It's ninety percent bullshit, but it's entertaining. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sound like somebody selling blue magic while the producer is on the clock. And this uh, is what usually hap- happens, you know, like, you know, in the first three rounds, it's easy, studs is there. But then when you get inexperienced owners like the producer, then he takes a little longer with his fourth round picks. He takes the whole clock. Luckily, uh, <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't play. I didn't play. Man. I didn't vote yeah. my producer. Man. Look, 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 luckily, in the section, t- in the session takeover uh, tournament, there will be no clock because of all the players that are from all over the world, and we just don't want to keep, you know, up with that. But we'll have people in each league, um, you know, keeping up with it, making sure it's at least running like kind of efficient. You know what I'm saying? Due to everybody. Hopefully, we nice. can maybe try to get people in the same uh, time region, kind of in the same league. Kind of, kind of geared toward that. All right. So since it is a mock, man, I'm gonna try something different. Well, it's not really different because it is tight end premium. But I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get my tight end now. I'm gonna go with Mark Andrews, who I have at tight end number three. Um, big threat guy, and like you, like we said earlier, you get bonus for big plays. So um, not only does he get that extra two points, he'll get an extra point for a 40 yard reception or a touchdown. So I'm going with Mark Andrews, and hopefully my running back makes it back to me, which he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with a rookie here, second rookie off the board, Jonathan Taylor. I know he's um, going to be splitting the start of the year off with Marlon Mack, man, but like I said, that these bonuses that you get for big plays, they have a great offensive line. So um, I think that when he does take over, he's going to have a lot of those big plays. So I'm going with Jonathan Taylor. Our producer is now back on the clock. Let's see how long he takes this time, ladies and gentlemen. It's getting it's, – oh, 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 oh. Right off the block, um, Aaron Rodgers was his pick at 5-3, then Calvin Ridley at 5-4, David Johnson. David Johnson. What would it take for you to give him back that song when you say his name, Paul? I don't know. I don't think he can get it anymore, bro. You don't think so? You you don't see a a good season from David Johnson this year? I do. I see a solid season. But I don't think he he has a good enough season for me to start singing and shit. I'm going to go with Raheem Mustard at 5 Six, uh, if you didn't know, he did resign back to the 49ers, so the contract is good there, and he's on one of the best running offenses in the league, so why not take him there as my running back number two? And then uh, after Raheem, it went Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, DJ Moore, and now I'm on the clock at 5'10", and I need a running back, but, man, these wide receivers look juicy. Pause. Hey, yo. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, with the, Robert Woods is my guy right here, and I would love to take him. Then DJ Shark, I would love to take Stefan Diggs. I might need to take because he's pairing with a, a long ball thrower. 
it's hard right here. I'm between Stefan Diggs and Terry McLaurin. I think I'm going to go with the young stud, Terry McLaurin. Jafar is now taking the new record for how long he's going to take a player. Wow, what a wide receiver run. Yeah, for sure, bro. Hey, but I, at least I'm not the only one that was disrespecting uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen did just go in the fifth round. Huh. And then uh, after I took Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods went at 5'11", DJ Shark 5'12", Stefan Diggs 6'1", Kareem Hunt at 6'2". And I bagged myself into a corner right now. I have no choice but to at least take a running back here. And I'm just going to go with – it's between Cam Akers and DeAndre Swift. I'm going to go with Swift. You don't like Darius Geis right there? Yeah, I, I would like him to fall a little bit more. And then I uh, – I'd rather have, uh, really have him as my second running back. So after DeAndre Swift went, A.J. Green went at 6'4", Tyler Lockett – at 6'5", the computer sniped me with OBJ at five. And in six round, that is insane, bro. It's so gross. They are trying him. Look who went before him. Tyler Lockett is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Don't disrespect Lockett. Lockett has had some solid seasons. I'm going to go and get um, Cortland Sutton right there at 6'7". He's one of my um, sleepers for for <clears throat> for this upcoming year. Um, I think his I think his value goes up a little bit more just because of the uh, the offseason not being a regular offseason. And Jared Judy, even though he is a great route runner, is not going to be, like, fully submerged in the offense until, like, probably after those first four weeks. So I see Courtney Sutton have, having a big year. Let me be the first to say that I hate you for uh, slapping me. <laughs> um, and then second, I want to say good pick. You're my dog, Gabe. Good job. Marlon Mack went at 6'8", uh, Debo at 6'9". And back at 610 is the producer. How many rounds are we doing, bro? Ten. Ten? Strapped in the starters. All right, for sure. Tonio is back on the clock, taking forever again. I tried to talk so we wouldn't have that much dead air. Tonio took Cam Akers at uh, 610, so now we're uh, looking at Carlos to see what pick he's going to make. And if I had to get mm-hmm. That was a good pick at 16. I like that Cam Akers pick. So, woo, this is getting really depleted. That running back, that running back, right? And receiver. Yeah. There's some good receivers out there. There's some folks out there. So I, run, I do need another running back. I have a rookie running back. Um, so I think I'm going to go uh, – boy, this is tough. No, I'm going receiver. Who do you like at running back? Uh, Ronald Jones. The I'm going Parker. I'm going Parker. Devontae Parker, another big play threat guy. Um, back at me now. I'm going to um, – so we can get to that running back conversation. Um, the guy I like – I did like Darius Geist there. Um, I like Ronald Jones there, even though um, they just signed LaShawn McCoy. I still think Ronald Jones is going to start the year off. Uh, I like Dobbins there, but I already got a rookie um, running back. So I needed somebody with a little more stability. That floor. You know what I mean? And I think I'm going to go ahead and take – I'm going to go ahead and go Rojo, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go Rojo. I saw somebody else there that I like. Um, since we're just mocking, I'll, I'll just say his name. Uh, Matt Burita, too. I think Matt Burita is going to have a good year this year for the Dolphins. I, think, I feel like they're going to run the ball very efficiently. If you like if you like, if you you like, like Matt, you got to love Jordan, man. Cool. Yeah, I like, I like Jordan Howard, too. But yeah. out of the two, I like Matt, uh, Matt Burita. And I also like Sony Michelle this year. Also, I feel like a lot of people are soured on him after after last year, but uh, I, I feel like that offensive line was depleted last year, and a lot of people don't talk about that. Well, with Sony though, man, it's last year, and plus he had another offseason surgery yeah. with his foot. So you know, what I mean, that's always bad news. So it's kind of kind of tough to go with him right now. So do you like James White this year a lot, like me? 
Yeah, he'll be. He's gonna have that same type of role that he's always had. You know, what I mean, he's always gonna he's gonna get those you mean that role where he was, the targets. You mean you that role where he was a, a number one running back two years ago. You gotta remember, Gabe, the uh, with the Sony Michelle, he's now playing with Cam Newton, who's gonna take away some rushing TDs from him too. But I, I don't know, man. You, I'm not as sold on Cam Newton as y'all, bro. Something's wrong with your brain. But. <laughs> So uh, after Ronald Jones, Antonio took J.K. Dobbins at 7.3, then Michael Gallup, then Jarvis Landry. Now we're on the clock with Gabe. I'm going Tyler Boyd. That's your boy. I like Tyler Boyd this year like I did last year. I feel like Tyler Boyd doesn't get a lot of love, but he he consists – well, two years in a row he got over 1,000 yards uh, receiving. I feel like he's a good flex play. He could be a a solid wide receiver too most weeks. after me, Brandon Cooks went. How y'all feel about Brandon Cooks being the number one wide receiver in Houston this year? I'm high on Cooks. I'm intrigued, man. Definitely. I think Cooks is going to be because Cooks has went to several teams and still kept up and been one of the top receivers. So I feel like what's what if he goes to a fourth team with who's going to say he's a better quarterback? So sky's the limit for Brandon Cooks, and that's the, exactly the guy who I wanted with this pick, but he's gone now. So. <laughs> up my running back and just make sure I have a running back and get Jordan Howard. He's locked in for a good 180 carries, so I can't go wrong with him as my running back one or two if Swift's not doing well. So after Jordan Howard at 17, went Darren Waller at 7-11, went Drew Brees at 7-12, Julian Edelman 8.1, Matt Ryan at 8.2. Good night. I might not I might take a running back earlier and, and wait and get Matt Ryan later if that's the case. But now I'm back on the clock. I'm looking at guys like Will Fuller, Hunter Henry, Donald Jr. Yeah, it's not – it's some people out here, but I'm just going to take my guy at tight end before somebody snipe me. I'm real high on Tyler Higby. I have got him everywhere. I could get him around the nine and ten rounds I've been trying to get him at. But I, I don't think he's – Last that long here, so I'm getting him in the eighth. Uh, Tyler Higby went then Sony Michelle at eight four, Matt Burita at eight five, Will Fuller at eight six. Who you think will be the wide receiver on there? Brandon Cooks or Will Fuller? Brandon Cooks for sure, bro. He's more of a technician at running routes. What Fuller is it just running go straight. Yeah, I would up. go. I would go Cooks also. All right, I'm gonna go get my first quarterback. I mean, my second quarterback here. Um, I'm going to take a risk, bro. Joe Burrow. Oh, oh. We're going to Joe Burrow at 8-7. I feel like uh, we uh, the coach just came out and said they're going to put a lot on Joe Burrow's plate his first year. They're not going to hold anything back. So I feel like he's going to get baptized in the fire. And I just feel like Joe Burrow is just that good. Dang, bro. Matter of fact, yeah, I won't be drafting the quarterback this time. I'm going to wait on Cam Newton. At 8-8 went Marvin Jones, Tevin Coleman at 8-9. Jerry Judy was taken by the producer at 8-10. Now Carlos is back on the clock. Um, So I need another receiver here. I only have um Michael Thomas and Devontae Parker. So I'm going to go with another guy who I think um I talked about earlier on one of the earlier episodes. I think he's going to break out this year. He has his quarterback coming back. That's Deontay Johnson. If you remember last year, he had the most catches as a rookie out of the rookies, and that was with uh, Duck Hodges and uh, Mason Rudolph. So I think he's going to beast this year with uh, Ben Roethlisberger back, so I'm going with him. And I am back on the clock again. Back, back, back. So I think I'm going to go ahead and go with James White. So do I want to go James White? 
Do you? Do you? They long thing wrong. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with him. One of the main reasons because I know Gabe wants him. He was just talking about him. So I'm gonna go ahead and snag him up before Gabe can get him. But also because like you say, he's gonna be peppered with targets and running backs do get a bonus for uh targets, so or catches. So I'm gonna go with James White as my third running back. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You should have never gave Gabe drops. Should have never gave him drops. Man. All right, after you, like, so I got sniped twice by you and the producer. Hunter Henry went at 9-3. Remember, we only drafted in 10, so I have to go get a quarterback here. I mean, not a quarterback, but we have to make sure we end with a tight end. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn at 9-4, Tom Brady at 9-5. So I'm going to go get the tight end that I'm pretty much trying to get everywhere this year. That is uh, Hayden Hurst from the Atlanta Falcons at 9-6. I probably wouldn't draft him this high, but just for uh, episode purposes. 9-7, uh, Carson Wentz went uh, – 9-8, Emmanuel Sanders, 9-9, nine, nine, Alex Ma- Madison, and back on you, uh, Jabbar. Also, I want to mention that we're going to put this uh, picture on our Facebook episode, uh, Facebook and our Twitter page for all the new-time followers that have never played before so they could, um, you know, just try to follow on and see, like, what, what type of players we were taking or getting taken around what rounds, et cetera, et cetera. So at this point right here, it's hard. If you, if you really believe in McCole Hardman, I would definitely snag him right here. If you believe he's going to be third in the team in receptions, I would definitely go snag him because that would be a, a good go. Uncertainties around it. I'm just going to go with Jared Cook right here. I need somebody in the flex, and I know Jared Cook is going to get touchdowns and he's going to see some miles come his way. So, And tight ends get two points per reception. So that's the reason I went Cook right there. And then after I went Cook with McCole Harmon at 9-11, uh, Latavius Murray, 9-12, 10-1, Christian Kirk, 10.2, Darius Slayton. And uh, at this point in time with my last pick. Javon would go get two tight ends. That's so gross. He, was at, he actually took my strategy. I was thinking about doing that since they get two whole damn points per reception pretty much. Right. That's, that, that's, not, that's not a bad idea, man. And Jared Cook was targeted downfield a lot too, so he does have that opportunity. Uh, opportunity to get those this big plays. Do you get CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs right here, man? Ah, man. I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. He got the speed. He should get more big plays than CeeDee Lamb, hopefully. But if I had to redo it, I'd probably get CeeDee Lamb. More, yeah. more volume also. Yeah. I think the wide receiver, the rookie wide receiver, therefore, I mean, that is that is going to get the most volume. I think you missed him. I think um, – Justin Je- Justin Jefferson is going to get the most volume just because of the lack of targets, the lack of options out there to throw to. But they're not a they're not a passing team like that. So if he's second in line behind Adam Thielen, I don't think he's. But Stephon Diggs, Diggs is still getting ninety plus targets that second behind. Yeah, but he ain't Stephon Diggs yet though. I still think he'll get eighty targets. You don't think he'll get eighty targets this year? I just I, I don't think he'll be the number one uh, rookie in targets. I think it's going to be either Rugs or Jalen Regar. Jalen Regar might, might be the favorite for me. That was going to be my second, too. But we can yeah. make that um, I just think we're looking, looking, looking at Justin Jefferson. Yeah, as, yeah. As, I got Justin Jefferson. I said we can make that a bet. I got Justin Jefferson. Who I'll take uh, Henry Ruggs or Jalen Regar, whoever you want me to I'll take. I'll pick one, bro. You can't just – it's a bet now. You can't pick – I'm one. letting you choose. <laughs> huh? I'll take, I'll take, take Jalen Regar. Jalen Regar. All right. I got Jefferson. All right. What's the deal? So, Antonio got after CD Lamb, um, Sterling Shepard went, Baker Mayfield, and then Antonio went with 
Antonio Gibson, who was uh, probably a little reach there, but if he does pay off, I can get behind that. Um, so it's on me for my last pick of the draft. Just really just trying to fill in my flex spot. Got running backs, got tight end. I got three receivers. So really just best available right here. Um, <laughs> ain't nobody good, though. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I think I'm going to go ahead and go Mike Williams. I ain't mad at that. I like 2,000 yard years, man. He had a, you know, it seemed like he had a down year last year, but he uh, he finished with a thousand yards. So, and like I say, he's another big, big play threat. You know, he go, he's targeted down the field. So, he's, you know, another guy that has the opportunity to get those bonuses. I love that. I think he's going to outplay his ADP. The first one year he had uh, double digits touchdowns. And not a thousand yards. Then the next year he oh. get a thousand yards and Sorry not double digit touchdowns. So I think this is the year he put it all together. All right. So to end it, I got Michael Thomas, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Mark Andrews, Jonathan Taylor, Devontae Parker, Ronald Jones, Deontay Johnson, James White, and Mike Williams. I like it. Um, my team is who is my team? Who are we? Deshaun Watson, uh, David Montgomery, Raheem Mustard, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Cortland Sutton, Hayward Hurst, Tyler Boyd, C.D. Lamb, and Joe Burrow. Damn, my team is stacked. I like my team a lot. Noise. Uh, going in order of how I drafted my team, I got Devontae Adams, Patrick Mahomes, Amari Cooper, Josh Allen, Terry Scary, McLaurin, DeAndre Swift, Jordan Howard, Tyler Higbee, Eric Cook, Henry Ruggs, the third. And the producers team, um, Tonio drafted uh, Barkley, Mike Evans, Russell Wilson, Allen Robinson, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Jerry Judy, Hunter Henry, and Antonio Gibson. Uh, so my team is probably the best. Mm-hmm. Definitely. My wide receivers are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to mention another thing, just to mention, there there will be no trades, of course, in these leagues, in in these in the tournament. Uh, therefore, but we will have a a uh, hundred dollar fab. If you haven't played fab before, it's pretty much just bidding on a player instead of uh, first come first serve. Everybody actually gets a turn to bid on the player. Um, anything else to mention? So yeah, uh, sir. <clears throat> Um, oh, yeah, with with the whole COVID thing going on, I'm pretty sure everybody who um, – well, I know everybody who has joined the league got the instructions, and I said it on there. So if week 10 – before week 10 that they cancel the season, we'll go ahead and um, have a vote and either, you know, say if you want your money back, you get your money back. If you're not, we'll just donate it all to uh, charity. If after week 10 they cancel the season, then we'll still just donate it all to charity. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan to me, man. So, um. Yeah, I think by the next episode, not this episode, but the one after that, we'll probably been done. No, nah, probably maybe one more before draft, or the, this will be, or the another one will be. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. I don't know. But, no, 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 I don't know what you're trying to say. What you're trying to say? I am back. What it do, baby? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, we'll be back for another episode sooner or later. You know what I'm trying to say? One of these episodes, y'all know, same time, same plan, same black panel, same black channel. Anybody else got anything else to say? <laughs> Just close it out, man. Close it out. Goddamn. It's been fun. It's been real. Great episode. Let's get it. Right. Let's All get right. out of this. Okay. Does another drop. Peace.